Establishing connection. Designation DJ Dude Link connected. Designation JRO Dude Link connected. Designation Scotty Dude Link unavailable. Designation Raven Dude Link connected. Designation Vixie Dude Link connected. Alright, welcome to the Stranger Dudes cast. Today we will be talking about the MCU Phase 4, San Diego Comic Con, why you shouldn't drink in podcasts, Stranger Things, and more. Dudes cast is now available on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. I'm DJ and I've got J-Ro, Raven, and Vixie here with me today. Unfortunately, Scotty has the Black Plague and may already be dead. Where do you want to start, J-Ro? Oh, What do you want to start with? you got a list of things here. We have a list. Let's start with uh, let's start with some movie news. Movie news. Yep. So we got some uh, some fun stuff to talk about there. I guess we'll start with the uh, why. And I didn't realize people were asking for it. I guess similarly to you know the um, Ghostbusters reboot. I don't know which one are we talking about. Female led mask movie. Female led mask movie. Yep. Yeah. It's the mask movie that Jim Carrey originally did. And then Kennedy, what's his name? Uh, Jamie? Jamie Kennedy did, you know, the sequel too. And now apparently they're going to go ahead and do another one with, with a female. And really all I can say on this is, is if it's funny, I'll watch it. If it's not, I won't. And I think most people agree with that. Uh, yeah. If it's funny, I'll watch it. I'm hoping what they do with it is, uh, they get somebody who's normally a straight actor, like somebody who doesn't do the comedies usually. Hope they get them so that on the one hand, you've got them like with the stick up the butt for the scenes where they don't have the mask on, but then like let them let loose and show what they can do on the comedy crazy side when the mask is on. See, I took a totally different meaning when you said straight. I'm like... I, I mean, honestly, yeah, I'm like, a serious actor. Like the, that's what I meant when I said straight, like, cause that's <laughs> the term that they use is like straight acting is when you're not being pretty, weird and funny and all that. I'm pretty sure that that's, that's, that can't happen. It's, I mean, it's probably a term that they used 15 years ago when I was an actor and they don't use it anymore, but it's called unfunny. I think it's like serious now. I think they probably call him a serious actor or dramatic actor. Well, no, because I saw an article the other day that referred to somebody as the straight man in a comedy duo, and I can't remember who what it was about. But yeah, they, so it's still used every once in a while, but it's probably a dying phrase. Yeah, probably. Anyway, um, I, don't, I don't know unless you have something more to cover on. I don't know what else there is to cover, uh, just other than the fact that similar to Ghostbusters, 
it, it, it when I watched the trailer for Ghostbusters, I didn't even chuckle at anything. I just looked at it like this is this is a train wreck. This is horrible. I watched the Ghostbusters movie and it was a train wreck and it was horrible. I only saw the trailer and I was asking myself why. It, yeah, I was asking why as I watched the trailer on that, and then I watched it, and there was like a handful of funny spots in it, but the rest of it was just like, why? Like, if they would have, I think there were a few jokes that they took too far, which made them dumb, and then the comedy chemistry of the, like, they were trying to go with the crazy, like, stupid off the wall comedy when that's not what made Ghostbusters work. And if they had, I think if they would have, thought a little bit harder on like, how can we make this comedy work with this group? It might've worked out, but it didn't. And we're getting a Ghostbusters three now with the original dudes and some younger dudes. Oh, I was going to talk about that too. I didn't write it down. So they released a picture of one of the families that's somehow going to play into the uh, Ghostbusters three. They're somehow important to it. And I believe the kid who uh, is in stranger things, that plays Mike is going to be in it. All right. Well, yeah, if it's funny, I'll watch it. If it's not, I, I won't. And, and I don't even care. I'm, I'm over the SJW crap. I know the only reason they're doing it is because they're out of ideas and they want to push their agenda. And that's all. I mean, I think by the end of it, we're going to find out that it's some kind of a, that it's going to end up being a drag queen or something. You know, I'd be okay with that as long as it's funny. Yeah, I don't care what they are. I'm just saying, you know, they're going to flip out. Anyway, you know, I don't know. Then, yeah, I, like I don't give a shit. It's like if I'm laughing, I'll go and I'll see it. If they if they think that they're going to make a bunch of jokes about how men are stupid and that I'll laugh at that, I'm not going to laugh at that. So, no, just like that was, was part of the problem with Ghostbusters was there was a lot of men are dumb jokes in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't go to a movie talking about a bunch of women being dumb. I mean... <laughs> I can't. It just if, really... if it's degrading on on either side, I I won't yeah. go to it. Yeah. How about you, Vixie? You got like, what do you think? <laughs> well, I, I just I I don't know why the gender comes into it much at all. Either it's going to be dumb. Yeah, I don't know why they had to advertise it as a female-led mask. They could have just said, "Hey, we're rebooting the mask." Well, because someone made it a point. Yeah. Right. Well, that, that kind of sucks, but I mean, I think the first thing where they changed the gender of a character that I loved and I did not like it was Battlestar Galactica when Starbuck was not a male. And that was the first time that that even pinged me. But, you know, in the end, I watched it and I enjoyed it and it didn't matter. It worked. The, the change worked there because it wasn't a big deal. They changed several pieces in that and the whole story worked in that situation. Yeah, so I guess it just, if they have an agenda and it's dumb, then it's just dumb. It doesn't really matter if it's a guy or a girl. If they do it well, then people will accept that it's a female. Mm -hmm. I did. Alright, so let's move on to some other news in the movie world. I mean, there's a lot of movie news this week with San Diego Comic Con and all that having finished up. So the next Bond movie is apparently they're going to have James Bond retire and his 007 moniker is going to get passed on to some chick and then he's going to spend the rest of the movie trying to get it back. But the problem is, from what I understand, is that when that number is used, they, they retire the number when the, the, the agent retires. But I could be wrong. I don't know. 
but at first there was a whole lot of hole blue and then when i heard the explanation of it, i'm like oh god this is nothing people come on well my understanding was that the moniker and the number were synonymous so even that's how you can get so many different actors playing james bond is each one is given the um work name of james bond with the 007 tag so from what i understand about the story for this one is it's not that like it's going to start with him already in retirement and she's going to be 007 but it's only going to be for a short period at the beginning of the movie before either she dies or gets captured and he has to come back and do his james bond thing one more time yeah, something like that. It's not the big deal that everybody's making it out to because there's a lot of people out there who are freaking out because they think that it's going to be the other way around, that he's going to retire toward the end and then she's going to take over. But it sounds like it's that's how it's starting and she's going to be in the role at the beginning, but by the end, he'll be 007 again. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, at very first, I'm like, really? Because I heard rumors of them doing a female James Bond, and I'm like, just make a new character. Make a whole new story. It, exactly. Why are you running this, this icon? Use the same universe, create another character that's another agent that's 00 whatever, 002, and just create i don't know to me it's insulting yeah, it's, it's, same take world. something that's a man uh, like that was created as a man spent 40 years as a man and then you turn it into a woman's role like to me that's insulting because you it's like you can't come up with something original for a woman role like i think we already pointed out that no they, they cannot come with something original i mean that's they could even have it be the exact same world exact same universe story-wise it's just it's not 007 it's 008, 009, 010, <laughs> 0100. Yeah, how does that work when it reaches like 10 and above? Is it still 0010? And I actually have no or idea. They only have nine. <laughs> I, I think it's rankings. And once you're in the top 10, it doesn't matter where you're at, but you got to work up to it. You start out as a different number and you work up to 007. I don't know. I haven't read enough. I've read a couple of the James Bond books, but I haven't gotten that into the weeds with it. Okay, I looked it up because I had to know. It is actually double O. It's two O's. It's not zeros. And it means uh, they're a secret field agent who has a license to kill at their own discretion to complete their mission. And there are a minimum of nine, but most likely more. So it's an actual double O. It's not a double zero. Interesting. And uh, there's a double O eleven mentioned in Moonraker. Apparently, there is. And in one of the novels, there's a double O twelve mentioned. Okay. So there you go. There was an answer. We just had to. Uh, just had to look it up a little bit. Wonderful. I love it. Google and Wikipedia, man. Between the two of them, I'm a pretend genius. Mm-hmm. Fake it till we make it. It's it's not a big deal. I think it's going to still be entertaining. Daniel Craig is this is his last one, and I personally think he's been he's right up there with with Sean Connery. So I don't know about that. <sighs> Look, dude, I know, I know that your favorite James Bond is you know that that PC hippie guy, the 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 one that did the second most movies. I know that you love him. 
What's his name? Uh, Pierce Brosnan? No, not Pierce Brosnan. Roger Moore? Roger Moore. I know that you love the Roger Moore. No, uh, I, know you, I know he's your favorite. You don't have to deny it. Now, Raven had a right with Pierce Brosnan. I mean, not only was he Bond, he was in Mrs. Doubtfire, and he almost died, and it was hilarious. Have you come back and watched the Pierce Brosnan ones? Oh, my God, they're so bad. I know. <laughs> I still like him. Like he's really good, but they are so bad. Oh, his pun. Especially like, oh, uh, I thought Christmas only comes once a year. <laughs> like they named a character Christmas. Like what? Yep. Oh my uh, gosh. Now I've gone back and watched him. I will say my favorite one still of that was, uh, of those ones was um, The World Is Not Enough. I think that's the one with the guy that can't feel pain. And Is that the one with Terry Hatcher in it? Yes. I think it is. No. No, no, it's the one with uh, the French actress. I can't remember her name now. Sophie Mar Sophie Marceau. Yeah, who was also in uh, Braveheart, and you got a little dude. Braveheart was a good movie, a fantastic movie. So good, so bloody. I loved Braveheart. I need to watch that. I need to watch that with little dude. Just remember, there's a lot of there's some dicks and some boobies. Whatever. <laughs> He's ten now. He can live. <laughs> He's probably seen it all already anyway. Question there is, can mom survive? Oh, hey, that's the one with Christmas. Yeah, that's right. It is. Which is like... Dr. Christmas Jones. Like, she was like the the death knell of that movie, though. She was terrible, and that's just because she's a terrible actress. She's not a terrible actress, but she's not the best. Yeah, you need to go back and rewatch that that movie then. She was horrible in that movie. Oh my gosh. Well, the only reason that she was decent in Starship Troopers is because everyone else was crappy. So No, she wasn't even decent in Starship Troopers. Like that was that movie. Well, that movie everybody was decent in that. I wouldn't say they were all crappy. They were all decent. No, they were all just on the same crap level. Uh they were all on Jake Busey's level, which... Doogie Hauser uh, just phoned it in. I swear he just showed up. Okay, where's my lines? Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, they all went down to Jake Busey's level, Hi. which is still decent. Speaking of Jake Busey... I laughed so hard in Stranger Things when he did that, by the way. Oh my gosh. We'll get to that. I was disappointed. <laughs> I was too. I was like, why can't he be in it longer? Why can't... Why has he got to be a bad guy? Well, I was okay with him being a like bad guy, but they took him over the top and being a douche. And yeah, and like you said, he wasn't in it long enough, and he didn't deserve what he got. Mm-mm. Well, he deserved what he got, but he didn't deserve for it to happen off screen. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Now, why don't you uh, go ahead and take away uh, the uh, Back to the Future Climate Change Edition? So go ahead. I. So they're talking Back to the Future Four, and. Uh, Christopher Lloyd saying that basically he's going to be in it because he's Doc Brown. And if they do it, that the central focus of it is going to be climate change. And I really don't have much more to say about that. It's more just me reporting it as news. Like, I think it's a stupid idea. I I have to agree. I I don't like the why bring it in. Yeah. Unless you're going back so far to say, hey, Yes, climate change is a real thing, but it's not the big political thing that everybody's making it out to be. Yeah, Back to the Future was a character thing. And the first one, he accidentally goes back in time and almost races himself. Back to the Future 2, it's, hey, your kids are all screwed up and your future is screwed up. We need to figure this out. Back to the Future 3. 
three was you got stuck in the past again. It shouldn't be like, oh, what, wasn't it Doc Brown is got it? stuck in the past in three? Yeah, he gets stuck in the 1800s. Yeah, or early 1900s. I can't remember exactly. But yeah, it's like Wild West time period when everybody's still dueling with six shooters. and But it was always like kind of grounded with the characters and bringing in climate change seems like it's like, okay, we're going to have an end of the world scenario. And now you're going back to the past to save the future of the entire planet. And that's just too big for back to the future. Back to the future needs to be just a small thing with like, Hey Marty or Hey Marty's kids. Let's go and fix your stuff now. (laughs) Or Biff's kids. Let's go fix your stuff. Like it needs to be, I've come from the future and things go bad for your family. Oh, maybe. In the future, it shows Biff's kids uh, as subordinate to Marty's kids. Yeah, like it it just needs to be, if they're going to do Back to the Future, it shouldn't be the fate of the world. It needs to be just the fate of a person, the fate of a family. They should see if they can go back to the past and make it so that Biff actually has a friendship relationship, not either I'm the bully and I'm over you or now you fix stuff so I'm your manservant. But like an actual friendship. That would be a good story. That could be a great story. I would love that. I mean, if, but to me, if you want to do a time travel movie based around climate change, go ahead and do it. Just don't make it Back to the Future because Back to the Future is about a family, about people. It needs to stay small. Going big like that is just it ensures that you didn't understand the source material. I I just don't think anybody's been clamoring for a Back to the Future 4. I think they wrapped that series up great Uh, i'm kind of interested in what happens with uh doc's kids with clara yeah it's a whole uh cartoon tv series about that yeah nobody watched Ah. that there's a wanting for more back to the future but i think it's a lot of people who grew up in the 80s and have those nostalgia glasses on and don't realize that it's better that it stays in the 80s like look what we learned from indiana jones or star wars and star wars and ghostbusters and Total Recall. I don't know. I like the new Total Recall. And RoboCop. I haven't seen the new RoboCop. You guys watch way more movies than I do. Yeah. That's because movies are my escape from reality. And apparently we're bigger nerds. Excuse me. I wouldn't go toe-to-toe with her on that. She has probably more computer game time under her belt than any all of us put together. That's because my computer game, my game computer is probably 15 years old and no i have the most game time on computer out of this group just so y'all i have been playing computer games for 33 years and if that tells my age i was single digits when i started i think most of us were it does not tell your age because that it tells your age range but it doesn't tell your age i played on floppy disk with an amstrad computer what what's what size floppy disk five and a quarter or three and a half See, I, I go all the way back to five and a quarter inch floppy. Yeah, but that was because your family couldn't afford the new three and a half. No, the, my grandma owned a computer and we would play at her house. Oh, we yeah, I did it. that at my grandpa's playing the original SimCity and like Jeopardy on his. Wheel right, of Fortune. I'm going to put this. I'm going to put this to bed. I've had a computer in my house ever since uh, since before I was born. So 
Yeah, and it was like a 386 turbo. I remember it. Oh, no, 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 no. There was an older one. It was called a Franklin 3000 or something like that. Oh, my gosh. You know, green screen. It was all one piece like the Apple IIe's were. And oh, yeah. You had, a, you had to flop the disc in there to play anything. It didn't have an operating system. It was That's how my grandpa's Hewlett Packard was. It There was no operating system. You had to put the disc in to play. Mm-hmm. I actually liked it a lot. My dad learned how to do a lot of coding. He taught himself a bunch of coding off of that thing. I used to write stories on this thing, and the maximum file size was one kilobyte. So every thousand characters, I had to start a new file. Well, you've been writing longer than I have. I miss those days, but I don't at the same time. I don't. I miss the text adventure games. <sighs> those were the best. Those were fun. Oh, God, we're old. They're still out there. Right. They are. You can actually find them. They're fast, cheap, and easy to download. I mean... I can't find the ones that I used to play, though, so I never finished them, and they were so obscure that nobody has them anymore. Okay, do you remember the names of any? Yes. One was Count Time. One was the Alice in Wonderland, which I did find a version of, but not the exact same one. Um, and there was one with... It was a really good one. You went through farmlands. There were proprietors. It was like a fantasy game, but I can't remember the name of that one. <laughs> I remember we had one that um, we had to try to figure out how to get through without using East because the E key didn't work. <laughs> it never worked out. We always died. <laughs> a troll would eat us or <laughs> stuck in a cave or something like that. Man. Oh, man. Those were the old days. That's taking me back. There's this other game was called Vietnam. And basically in the center of the screen was this turret that you could use to go left and right and fire with the space bar key as you have paratroopers and bombers dropping stuff down. And if you had too many paratroopers come in, they'd hop up and bomb your turret. That was a fun game. I took a lot of pleasure in those old games. Because when you beat them, it was a big accomplishment. Oh, you didn't beat these. You just kept going until you died. They were, un- they were unbeatable. They were... No endings. Yeah. Well, no, no, the beating on those ones, beating it, quote-unquote, beating it is just beating <laughs> your friends and family. I feel like taking that out as a soundbite and just repeating it. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's... Uh, do we want to continue with movie news? Oh... Uh, if we want to we can i mean there was a couple more on your list if you want to talk about them yeah there's the power rangers reboot i have no idea about that there's not a lot about that that's known like the rumors going about saying that power rangers is going to have a sequel the most recent movie is going to have a sequel but it's going to have a whole new cast but it's also going to be a reboot and yeah nobody really nothing like really official has ever been said other than the studio has officially, yeah, the studio has officially said that they're making another one, but they haven't officially said anything about the cast. And it's the cast members that are saying we're not going to be in it. So that makes me sad. You know, I liked that cast. I liked it too. And I didn't like the costumes. I thought it was a pretty great reboot. I honestly did. I mean, especially if you think of the original Power Rangers, um, it's pretty far away. Elizabeth Banks was pretty hot in that as Rita. And she was awesome as Rita. Was, she was awesome at it. And, and she had some weird, like, take me to your dungeon sexy vibe. The things I didn't like about that one were the costumes and the way that uh, Zordon appeared. Like, he was sticking his face in one of those pin things that you get at the mall. <laughs> 
I agree with that. He was also kind of a douchebag. Oh, and the design of Alpha 5, like, what? If you wanted to go more organic with it, that's cool, but that was just a really bad design. Yeah. I was down with him being a douchebag, but I can see why he was supposed to be the ultimate good. So I can see why he shouldn't have been a douchebag, but if they're going to go with the new thing, then whatever. Yeah. And then I was going to talk about Thor 4 because when I wrote this down, they had just announced Thor 4 and then SDCC happened. And now we know it's called Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> yeah, I, mm, please tell me that's a working title. Uh, no, I think that's the real title. I think that's what they're going to go with. <sighs> and it's about Valkyrie, the new king of Asgard. Uh, looking for a queen of Asgard. And it's going to feature female Thor, played by Natalie Portman. I'm sorry, it's just glazed, glazed over. You've lost me. So basically, from what you told me there, uh, everything I thought was going to happen with Phase 4 is happening. Yeah, with what we've seen on Phase 4, it, no, nobody wants to watch it. Yeah, well, people want to watch it. It just doesn't look good. Like all of the stuff that people want to watch are going to be going on Disney Plus, And then all of the movies, there's only five movies coming out over the next couple of years instead of, well, I guess people are expecting six movies. There's no Avengers movie being announced, which is ex- to be expected. But at the same time, there was an expectation that, it, that Phase 4 was going to end with something like the new Avengers or the... Uh, young Avengers or like they would be creating one of the other Avenger teams for to continue the Avenger legacy of every at the end of every phase there's an Avengers movie but yeah Love and Thunder we're gonna have female I'm guessing that Jane Foster Natalie Portman's character is probably gonna end up as the queen as queen of Asgard and something's gonna happen where she takes Thor's power for a couple of for the two hours of the movie and at the end he'll have his power back and he'll go off with the Guardians of the Galaxy and yay Sounds sounds boring. Yeah, nothing about Thor 4 is sounding interesting. To, nothing about Phase 4 is sounding interesting to me, except for Doctor Strange, uh, the Multiverse of Madness, the new Doctor Strange movie, looked like it was going to be interesting, and then they come out and they're like, oh, it's going to be a horror movie. It's like, well, well, when When they were announcing a Doctor Strange movie, it's like, yes, never mind. Do you, do you want to do you want to know my sum, summation uh, phase four? Go for it. <laughs> Probably. It's they've what else, what other movies? Oh, they have Shang Chi. Shang Chi's coming out, and it's like okay, cool. They've got a an Asian martial arts movie. They're introducing another character that is obscure and people don't really know. But then they make the bad guy, the Mandarin. And it's like, this is a bad guy that everybody was asking for Iron Man to fight. I think people are going to be pissed off just because you're putting Iron Man, one of Iron Man's biggest enemies in another dude's movie just to prop him up or whatever. I don't know. They, they dropped the ball hard. Black Widow movie. Like she's already dead. You guys should have released this right before Endgame. It's a throw bag. I, I might watch that one. That one did sound good. I, it, yeah, it might, but at the same time... Yeah, she's dead. But, but she's why dead, do we need the character to... arc's over. Well, it's a prequel, right? Yeah, but the character arc's over, so do I really need to see what happened before she joined S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes, actually. I think it would be great to see that, and I'd really, really like to see how her and Clint met. 
if it's even in the movie. I wouldn't mind if they actually did a uh, a S.H.I.E.L.D. timeline with those two doing all the shit that they did together. Yeah, but... Isn't there also a uh, Hawkeye movie coming out? It's a Hawkeye TV series. Oh, that's what it was. On Disney Plus, and it's going to be based in between Infinity War and Endgame. During the five years? Yeah. That I could do. Is Jeremy Renner going to play him? Yeah. Okay, I I might watch that. And then we're going to have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, which is going to have Baron Zemo as a bad guy. Again? Yeah, but this time he's actually going to be the Baron Zemo he was meant to be, not the Baron Zemo who got like lucky at creating a civil war between heroes based off of information he should have had no access to and happened iron man luckily following steve rogers to the place to see the video at the exact moment that it started playing yeah in case you were wondering civil war was a giant dumpster fire definitely my least favorite of the captain america movies some awesome special effects you know i I enjoyed some of that shit but fight scenes were pretty cool and all that uh it was however a failure yeah, they should have stuck with the Serpent Society and not tried to compete with DC's Batman versus Superman. And they should have just because I no matter how much anybody says otherwise, it is obvious that they changed their plan and went with Civil War when they had already done too much marketing work for Serpent Society to reveal that artwork and all of that. That was planned. That was the plan from the beginning. Was it supposed to be Serpent Society? And somebody just came along and was like, hey, we need to compete with Batman versus Superman. Let's have Iron Man and Captain America fight each other. And that was the unraveling of the Avengers, the MCU, because it started there that the cohesiveness of the writing just started to fall apart and it turned into more like, hey, what kind of cool fights can we throw in there? I mean, they were already doing that. They started that in Avengers 2, but... Yeah. All right, another quick poll. Best Captain America movie, go. Best Captain America movie? The one with um, the dude back in, like, the 80s? Oh, no, I mean... The The Winter Soldier. Yeah, I agree. Winter Soldier. Dixie? Not being from America and not really having any nostalgia about Captain America at all. I have no idea. Pass. Did you watch that? Nope. What? Oh, you didn't watch any of them? Nope. Oh, well, okay. Well, Winter Soldier then, definitely. And I have a lot of reasons for it. You watch Captain America for his ass. Yeah, it's America's ass. Yeah, so beautiful. That's it, folks. You heard it here. DJ loves men's asses. (laughs) I love America's ass. You know, I'm going to miss that if um, I'm going to miss guys' asses on TV if they change everybody into a woman. Right? Uh, I will, too, actually. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of a nice buttocks. It doesn't matter if it's a male or female. I actually have an appreciation for the male body. I don't want to see junk. But, you know, as far as, you know, guys that look good, I'm like, yeah, I'd go gay for him for a day. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting, Raven. <laughs> this is about this, what? This is the part where you're supposed to mention Antonio Banderas' ass, because that's what you always do. Oh, from uh, Zorro. Yeah, I think the ass shot was an original sin or something. Oh, yeah, it was original sin. (laughs) That's that's where you were always, like, after you saw that, it was just for years. It was always, oh, yeah, Antonio Banderas. Oh, it was a while ago. I didn't even remember. I was waiting. You let me down. Yeah, you did. You let us all down. All right. And the last bit of news is the Orville has moved from Fox to Hulu. 
It has been saved from the bane that is Fox. Yeah, it's been saved from Fox who cancels sci-fi series for no reason. Well, because they get a following, so let's cancel it. Do you know the official reason they're moving it? And and let's be honest here, it's not Fox, it's Disney. Well, yeah, now it's Disney. The official reason that I was that I read is that production on season 3 was taking longer than expected, so it wasn't going to fit into the traditional fall season. So they moved it to Hulu to uh, give it more production resources and time. Mm. And then, as you pointed out in the little conversation we had about it, is that Seth MacFarlane can actually let his creative mind really go on it. Yeah, that's not the official reason, but I'm thinking that that's part of the reason is that on Hulu, he is not restricted by the FCC. So he can... He can definitely do some stuff there that he couldn't do on Fox. And I think the reason it didn't get straight up canceled is because it's Seth MacFarlane. And if they would have lost him, they would have lost Family Guy and American Dad. But didn't they already cancel Family Guy once? Twice. Yeah, and they've learned their lesson. The No, specifically, the Orville is doing too good for them to just cancel it. So they can't say, oh, well, it's not doing good, so we're going to cancel it. In this case, it was, I can't reach my production time because I'm too busy working on these other two shows. And the Orville takes a lot of time and effort to get it where it is. So they couldn't just say, okay, well, then we're going to cancel it because they knew if they canceled it, that there was a chance that he'd say, okay, well, then I'm not coming back to keep doing Family Guy and American Dad. So that's more than likely the reason that it went to Hulu instead of just getting canceled. Yeah, they already dumped the Cleveland show, that wonderful train wreck. He wasn't actually in it. I think he was just a producer. So did Cleveland move back to uh, wherever? When they canceled the show, he moved back to Quahog, and I believe in the first episode he was back. He the, the bathtub scene played out. Yeah, where the front of his house breaks and he comes sliding out onto the front lawn in his bathtub. Yep. So with that, let's move on to the best sci-fi captains. All right, DJ, you said you had the best. You're going to blow our minds and we're all going to be like, whoa. No, let's talk about this. Who's your uh, Raven? Raven, who's your Raven? Who's your favorite sci-fi captain? Don't answer till he answers. Who's who's the best sci-fi captain? Not your favorite. Who's the best? Oh, come on, Raven. You can't leave me hanging like this. Well, well, we got to wait till your answer comes in. My answer will come in. Don't worry. I got an answer. I'm sure you do, but I want to hear it first. I can tell you right now, it is not James T. Kirk or Jean-Luc Picard. Okay. And it's definitely not that Adama douche. How, how are we ranking them, and what, what basis are we basing the scale on? What does the best mean? The exactly. best means who's the best. The best means how often did they put themselves in danger? Did they accomplish the goal, the mission? Uh, did they do what they need? do no just who was the best captain like yeah who was the best commanding officer best captain did they do what was right did they do what they had to do they don't even have to do what was right they just had to be the best captain like they were the best leader of a science fiction ship period i'll I'll start throwing obscure ones out there that i think are awesome all right throw some out captain harlock captain bucky o'hare who's captain harlock Captain Harlock is it's uh, anime on Netflix. It's um, based in a dystopian future where humanity has left Earth 
and Earth is being preserved as a sanctuary. We're talking about sci-fi, not not anime here. It sounds sci-fi anime. anime. About real, you know, captain, Uh, not not okay garbage. You can't rate. You can't rate it until you watch it. Who's that Captain O'Hare that you're talking about, (laughs) Jero? You'll remember (laughs) from the beginning. It was a cartoon in the '90s. They like had like this kid like got pulled into a portal in his closet, and there was a gorilla that was a, a uh, an engineer and a duck with four arms that was their gunner. No, I don't remember that. And we were you just gave him crap for not having a real person captain, and you were talking about a cartoon. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, um, it was a joke. <sighs> you know what was a joke, Captain Reynolds. See, I don't even agree with that. He was awesome. He's probably my second. He did put himself in danger, did complete his goals, not necessarily did what was right, but... But he was not a good captain. Saw the mission through to the end. So who's your pick, DJ? I don't know. Who's your pick? Oh, wait, your pick's Adama. We already went over this. We knew. Uh... You, we don't know. Come on, come on. Okay, if, if if that's if that's the consensus, there. What's yours? I got. I'm, I'm waiting to tear it down. Come on, Raven. Who, who's your who, who's your pick? Ah, uh, Cisco wasn't bad, um, but I would put Picard over Cisco. What about you, Vixie? Who's your favorite, or who's the best sci-fi captain in your opinion? Um, Pike. That's a good one. That is a good one. Come on, DJ, what's yours? Jiro's not going to say who his is until I say mine. And mine is going to be Captain Nemo of the Nautilus. From uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? From 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Ah, uh, that, that's an old one. Yeah, because he's the best sci-fi captain there ever was, and he was the first. That is not an answer. Because he's a badass? Uh, the Nautilus is pretty badass, so... Okay. I'm going to go ahead and break this down for you. Yes, Bill Adama is the best sci-fi captain. <laughs> and the reason why, there is a reason. Because he essentially would give the president the bird when he had to make military decisions. He had no qualms with doing that. He did what was best for the people he was protecting, including jumping his ship onto a planet to rescue him. I mean, he led a huge rescue effort and saved almost everybody. Uh, which which one is Adama from? Battlestar. Uh. And and part of it was um, like years ago, I did a Facebook quiz that said, "Which sci-fi captain are you?" And I'm all answering the questions like, "I'm going to get Kirk." Do 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 do. Right. All of a sudden, William Adama pops up. I'm like, "Who the hell is that?" And that's what got me turned on to BSG. Uh, I may or may not have visited Pirate Bay after that, and uh, um, certainly not. Certainly not. And uh, I was drawn into that series immediately. Um, And the reason why is because even with the relationship with uh, Lee, he did not let that kind of shit get in the way of his command. He would send he would send his son into firefights just like any other soldier. Uh, he did that with Thrace, who you know was a, da- a daughter to him. You know he he was very good at not letting his personal shit get in the way of the job at hand. And his number one goal was always to protect the fleet, which Down wouldn't know anything about, or DJ, sorry, DJ wouldn't know anything about because he watched an episode and went, "This is trash." 
and walked away because you know you uh, i watched more than one episode before i decided it was a dumpster fire so i loved it uh, I, it, I enjoyed Battlestar Galactica. I really enjoyed Caprica, the came based before it. That was a good show, but it was really slow, and the audience couldn't... Uh, yeah, that's, that's why it was canceled. That's why it was canceled, because the audience is like, wait a minute, this isn't what we signed up for. Um, anyway, the bottom line is, is that he did what he needed to do to complete the goal and accomplish the mission, regardless of how he felt about anything or anybody. And he always did. Even when, like, there's an episode, I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, then I'm sorry, there are no spoiler alerts here. It's it's 10 years old. Uh, there's an episode where they talked about rigging an election, and he determined that he needed to punish some people for it, because you don't do that kind of crap, regardless of the outcome. And he followed the law. He, you know, he, he didn't pick and choose what he wanted to do. You know, unlike as much as I love all the Starfleet captains, unlike Starfleet captains who said, yeah, I don't agree with this part of the prime directive. So I'm not going to do it. No, he, he did exactly what he was supposed to do in every situation, regardless of how difficult it was. And that's why I think he's one of the best captains. All right. Name a Starfleet captain that hasn't broken the prime directive. Pike. I was actually about to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I can't say that anymore because Captain Pike broke the prime prime directive in Star Trek Discovery. Um, Those of us that actually have, you know, the ability to not watch complete trash uh, haven't seen it. That's all four of us, I think. So Uh, I thought Pike was uh, Enterprise Captain. Yes. Yeah, he's in. How is he in Discovery? Because the Enterprise is in season two of Discovery. Discovery is like the prequel. Sort of. Yeah, Discovery is 10 years before Kirk took command of the Enterprise. Yeah, so uh, Pike is in command of the Enterprise. I thought it was like 400 him. years in the future. Well, no, no, Discovery it's, is 10 years before. It's, <laughs> they, even make a, they even make a joke about how the uniforms become more colorful suddenly and harkens back to the old uniform. All right. Yeah, Discovery is the best captain, DJ. Nemo's the best captain because he's like a damn good captain. He hates the British Empire. Uh, he leads his crew through like all sorts of cool adventures. What more do you need? Sounds like a pretty bad captain to me. Sound, sounds like wow. a, a time in the world when adventuring was great and not reality of war. Long live the queen. <laughs> do, 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 do. What? Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> still in the Commonwealth. <laughs> She's still under the crown. <laughs> but it's not the British Empire anymore. It's Great Britain now. And Thank goodness. British Empire, that was, that was her dad, wasn't it? King George? Yeah, I think it was her dad was the one who ended the British Empire. The man with the stutter. She's had a good run, the queen. Yeah. How, how long has she been... On the throne now. Good grief. 70 years, I think. Well, I guess the British oh. Empire is technically still an empire up until like 20 years ago. <laughs> is it an empire unless the person leading it is an emperor? Uh, well, then it never officially was an empire. It should have just been a kingdom, right? It, it goes off of geographic size. When you have multiple... Wo- countries or kingdoms underneath you, then it becomes an empire. Whether you're recognized as an emperor or not. 
Yeah, it looks like uh, the empire ended with uh, Hong Kong being turned over to China back in the 90s. Was it in the 90s? I thought that was more recently. It was in 1997, it looks like. Well, they still drive on the um, left side of the road because of the British influence. Yeah, we call that the wrong side. The correct side. <laughs> I think you're going to get voted here. She's still under the crown, so for her, it's the correct side. Well, most of the rest of the world uh, disagrees. Most of the rest of the world don't buy most of their cars secondhand from Japan, who would disagree with you. Most of the rest of the world uses the metric system instead of the imperial system, so Actually, in that case, we're wrong. Inter- interesting fact, if you, if you look at the standards... Uh, all of the um, uh, imperial system standards are tied to the metric system. Yeah, but everybody like like, like a pound but, is uh, a pound is classified. Uh, the official standard for a pound is two point two kilograms. Here's the funny thing: is that the metric system was designed by the French in order to prevent these kinds of disagreements and it was just america who decided that they just wanted to just continue to disagree yeah because why would we ever listen to the french the crown out wait a second something's not right here yeah we lost j-ro we did lose j-ro did we lose j-ro completely yeah sounds like he's back wow (sighs) j-ro is back billing deer on your keyboard is not a good thing that's a given. If I didn't, if I didn't need a new keyboard before, I sure should do now. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So first of all, as far as the metric system is concerned, it's a complete piece of shit because of the fact that they just came out with the element. They apparently that element or what? I think it's an element uh, is losing mass, and so they have to change it to something completely different. Well, yeah. So th- when it was first established, they measured. Exact as like six copies of the standard weight, um, but they didn't realize at the time that it would experience atomic loss and would lose mass. And so they had to go back and redefine everything to be standardized again. And it's it's a different element that's more stable. It's like the mass of the atoms in the space. So they reclassified it to uh, something that is measurable and will not change because it's a a certain amount of mass. It was updated this year, actually. The more you know. Kilometers, though, were based on the horizon, the curve of the Earth. So that's... Yeah, and like... That's that's why flat Earth can't be a real thing. (laughs) Flat Earth. Oh, boy. Let's not talk about the flat Earth. Let's talk about hollow Earth, because that is a real thing. That's that's where all the kaiju come from. Yeah, that is. What else is in hollow Earth? I forget. Is that where the raptors are? I forget. I think it is. I think that's where the super intelligent raptors come from. I thought that was from cloning frogs. I don't think he can unmute himself. <laughs> so, while we wait for him, what should we talk about? I finished Alita. I forgot to tell you. <gasps> yeah, Alita. Yeah, oh, I watched that. Movie. I have it. I have my copy. I watched it after my theory, my thing the other day, my legal thing. Yeah, that is a badass movie. I love that movie. 
And after watching it the other day, I have reaffirmed that I love that movie. It, it does a decent job at covering that story. It, I, I really enjoyed it. It was so much better than I thought it would be after watching only the initial trailers at, at first announcement. After watching the anime, it's it's better than what I was expecting because I'm like the, the anime is so good, you can't you can't ruin it, and they they did not ruin it. They they did well. I was impressed. I, I was so scared going into that because I love Alita, so I've read most of the manga. So yeah, I was afraid going into it. I was like, oh, they're gonna screw this up. I can't trust Hollywood. They screw everything up. And then I went into it. And yeah, that trailer, like I watched the trailer and I was like, what the hell is with her eyes? Like, what the hell are they doing with this movie? But then I went and I watched it and I was like, oh my God. Well, apparently the eyes thing is actually a lot more accurate to the manga. So people who were fans of the manga really loved that. Well, so yeah, it's accurate to the manga because in the manga she has the big eyes because, you know, that was the era of big eyes, small mouth for art. But in the manga as well, she gets upgraded eyes eventually, which are more realistic sized. So I, this is what I heard from my manga loving friend. So, Well, when she gets her new body, doesn't it uh, readjust everything to fit? Not her face. It's been too long since I've watched it. It's just the armor part of her, like the actual body that readjusts. But in the manga, you're right. Uh, in Last Order, the second manga... Uh, Desti Nova creates her a new body and upgrades all of her systems. And one of the things that he changes is her eyes. But that was not just because she needed the upgrade. Like that was the story reason for it. But the non-story reason behind it was the art style had changed because the big eyes, small mouth art style had become unfashionable. So he needed to redo her um, the way he drew her. I liked that they put the big eyes in the movie because it, it gave the impression of the less, not quite as human kind of look when you looked at her. I liked it because it gave her an otherworldly feel. Like she came, because she was the only one who was from Mars. So it made sense that stuff was different about her. Very alien. But but it worked so well. It was awesome. It The whole thing was like really good. All of the action scenes were pretty good in it. They didn't have any action scenes that were drawn out for the sake of just a long drawn out fight. And I I found that that's a problem that's happening a lot more in movies is that they have these great action sequences with these long fights, but it starts to feel like, okay, this is just being drawn out for the sake of a badass action sequence. But in Alita, none of the fights felt that way. All of them were just as long as they needed to be to feel like they were an actual fight, but they were also badass. So it worked. And I'm hoping when they do Alita 2, they go back to where this one, like right there at the end, they have that rollerball scene. I hope that they place it before that and lead into that rollerball scene so that that rollerball scene's more like halfway through the movie. Because the entire rollerball tournament leading up to that in the manga is completely badass. Hmm. Well, I don't know if J-Ro is going to return because he came back for a second there. And I heard somebody in his family asking if he was done and then he disappeared again. It might have to do with trying to find a new keyboard that doesn't have uh, beer on it or um, getting food. 
hey, the last, the other keyboard that he has is the one that his teenage son uses, so it might have other things stuck in it. Sticky keys are much better to deal with than beer in the uh, electronics that's still wet. Just saying. Yeah. Ew. Well, I want to move on to uh, the Stranger Things now, but j I guess we can go without him. He'll miss out on the Stranger Things talk. That'll teach him not to drink beer while doing a podcast. Right? <laughs> Dumbass. There's some things you just don't do. You watched Alita. You liked it. We've already gone over everything cool from San Diego Comic Con. Oh, let's. We could talk about Star Trek Picard. Did you guys like? Do you guys? I still want to talk haven't about watched that? any of the trailers. Oh my god! Do it quick. Do it quick. <laughs> no, it's cool. What trailers did I put up anyway? Oh yeah, Zombieland um, Two. The trailer for Zombieland Two dropped today. I haven't seen that one. That well, I shared it, so that's your fault. Well, yeah, I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking that uh impressive. What other trailer? Oh, the Kingsman trailer. He's back. I'm back. I, I think she's watching it now. Anyway, well, I'm back in the game. Uh, my beer riddle keyboard uh, got swapped out for a different one, so. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, you shouldn't be drinking beer while you're podcasting. Like, that's a rookie mistake, man. No, that's a professional mistake. It means I can get drunk and still be able to talk. I'm pretty sure that sounds, to me, that sounds like uh, something an alcoholic would say to justify. But alcoholics go to meetings. Yeah. Don't just. You're at a meeting right now. And and AA is for quitters. That's right. Drinking's your choice. Drink responsibly. You know, Raven, you're enabling an alcoholic here. I'm not an alcoholic, guys. I'm just pro-choice on this. Um, Sounds like you're in denial, Jerry. Right here. So, yeah, if you choose to drink alcohol, drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. No, you're no. That's stupid. Why would you drink and drive? Okay, so. <laughs> Outside of the United States, I have seen big signs on the roadways. Not anything about don't drink and drive, but if you do drink and drive, let's drink Pepsi instead. Or let's drink Coke instead. Big signs on the roadway. If you're going to drink and drive, please drink. And there's some that say Coke and some that say Pepsi. All right, Vixie, so you finished your... uh... Watching that. Yes. And in New Zealand, we have, if you drink, then drive, you're a bloody idiot. <laughs> well, that's, that's why we all agree. Drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Make grown-up choices. I was, I was actually, I, I listened to a little tangent. I, was, I listened to uh, one of the podcasts I listened to is uh, the next cops, cop from Chicago. And he uh, he's come up with a theory, and I think it's interesting, and it's all based on how he used to uh, arrest people and uh, cite them for drinking and driving. And they constantly are given a slap on the wrist and put right back out on the road. And his theory on it is basically it's revenue. I mean, that's 10, 15 grand per you know hit, and you times that by even a couple thousand people. You know, that drive while they're impaired. That's a lot of revenue. And for a city like Chicago, they need that money. I had a friend several years ago post a thing about how he got pulled over by a cop for drinking and driving. And then him and a couple of his friends like went on this rant about how cops were horrible people for pulling him over and 
so I was like, oh, well, screw this. And I unfriended him, blocked him, haven't talked to him in like eight, nine years now. And it was only like six months ago that I realized he was probably being like sarcastic and trolling. Like, oh, well, how dare the cop pull me over for doing something stupid? Like, I thought he was 100% serious, like getting pissed off at the cop for pulling him over. And it's only been recently that I'm like, no, he was probably like him and his friend were probably or his friend was probably making fun of him for uh, getting mad that he got pulled over. And then he realized how stupid he was. And yeah, so now I feel stupid because I blocked a dude for something that probably wasn't even really a thing. I, I have no problem with cops pulling people over for driving under the influence of anything. Um, the, the, the theory he's got in it isn't based on the um, enforcement of law. It's based on prosecution of law. It's the corruption that is in Chicago. Oh, yeah. The, the prosecution is where the problem is. And it's not just Chicago that has the problem. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Have, he was a Chicago cop. That's why I, I say that. Yeah. I have people I know that have been pulled over and ticketed half a dozen times and they had breathalyzer things installed in their car by court order. And then they had their kids come and blow on it so that they could drive to the corner and get more beer. You know, the only time I've ever been in a car that's been pulled over by a cop was when I was in the States and you were driving. <laughs> and it yeah. was license plate like. <laughs> yep. I remember that was after we went Blackhawk down in the theater. That's right. Oh, I remember that very well. Didn't I run a red light? <laughs> no, I yeah, was. Yeah, you were worried that that's what they were pulling you over for, and he just told you that your tail light was out. Oh, no, I, I was oh, driving. Was it J Row that was driving? No, it was me that was driving, and I was like, what the hell's going on? Did I run a light? Was I speeding? I don't understand. No, no that wasn't the same incident. Maybe I got pulled over twice. I think you did, because, yeah. <laughs> I think the first time it was when Jay was driving and the other time was when I was driving and I ran a red light, but he, yeah, he was like, Oh, you're, uh, one of your tail lights is out. And I was like, Oh sweet. He didn't see me run that light. <laughs> Do you know why I pulled you over? No, please enlighten me. And that's why you always say no, because you don't want to be like, Oh, well I ran a red light and have them be like, Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. I've always said no. Do you know why I pulled you over? No, I, I really don't. Why don't you enlighten me? Yeah, like, you guys I pulled over one time, and the guy was like, you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, I have no clue. I'm pretty sure I was going the speed limit. So he's like, oh, well, you were going the speed limit, and then the speed limit changed, and you were going over the speed limit. So I'm a big fan of Jerry Ryan. Yes. Wow. That mm-hmm. is probably what I'm most excited about. Fantastic. Yeah, you got your Voyager representation in there. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Actually, I liked her when she joined the, the cast of uh, Boston Public. Boston Legal? Oh, Boston Public. That's where they're at the, the law office, right? Boston Legal is the law office. Boston Public was also written. It was written by the same guy. Um, it was about a public school district in Boston. And she joined <laughs> it the last two seasons uh, after Voyager ended. And you can see that she could actually act because that whole seven of nine demeanor was terrible and she wasn't very good at it but she can actually act but i think the seven of nine character kind of hurt her acting career well i think they admitted at the time to pulling her in to uh get more male viewers for for some on-screen eye candy which is which is the same reason why they switched from uh Jadzia Dax to Ezri Dax. Ah, uh, that was dumb. No, the, the Jadzia and Ezri thing was a totally different thing. That was a contract issue. 
And Jadzia was plenty eye candy. Yes, she I, was. I will not argue that. Um, no, uh, the the thing with with Jadzia and Ezri was that uh, Terry Farrell was offered a a uh, position on Becker, and so she was stuck between: Do I work the last season in Star Trek, or do I move over to this other network? And she couldn't cross the contracts; they wouldn't let her. So that's why she died. And they brought in Esri, and which we all thought was stupid for the last season, but. She has come out and said, I feel like I did the right thing on that for my personal life. She begged them not to kill her, though, so that she could have a chance to come back. But they, they decided that, no, nah, that was that. Was that. Yeah, well, whatever on that, I guess. Anyway, sorry, Vixie, we trampled all over your Jerry Ryan thing. Will you, you, you go ahead and go back to that? Well, I think I'm pretty done. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, I mean, I said what I wanted to say. Um, I'm I'm a big Jerry Ryan fan, and like not just because of Voyager, but just I think she's she's good. And I followed her back when it was Google Plus was still around, and she had that. I followed her on that. I followed her on Twitter. Nice. I, I I remember seeing her in you know a couple of different things. Like I said, Boston Legal was one, and actually I just I remember I'm like. They threw her on that, and I'm like, oh, geez, really? And then I watched it, and I'm like, oh, she's not eye candy on this. She's she's actually a great character, and she was, and pretty much everything I've seen her in, I think she's awesome. And I really like this reiteration, even though it's, what, one line, two lines in this trailer. I'm already digging her character in this. Yeah, I, I, I like her swar- uh, swarthiness. They have implied a lot of growth in the character. Yeah, and, and it seems yeah, it seems like she's she's become far. She's really embraced her human side uh, more than her Borg side, uh, which is honestly pretty natural progression over the course of what's it been fifteen, almost twenty years now since Voyager ended. I just had that pulled up. It's about twenty years, yeah. Yeah, and, and so you know, twenty year difference. That's that's a fantastic arc that she would she would come back and it's. For the characters, it's been more than 20 years because it's 20 years from Nemesis and Nemesis was the end of uh, the prime timeline. Nothing had taken place after Nemesis. Right. She could have been such a good movie and wasn't. Eh, let's not talk about Nemesis. <laughs> we will. I, so I'm going to put it down. Everybody's talking about Data and him being in the drawer or B4 being in the drawer, whatever's in the drawer. But I'm pretty sure it's lore. Uh, <laughs> It, the show has to do with the Romulans, the Borg. They're bringing Hugh back. The last time we saw Hugh, he was with Lore. The last time we saw Lore, he was being taken apart and put in the drawer. It's more than likely, for whatever reason, Picard's going to have to have Lore put back together so he can get information on whatever is going on. Yep, right here, right now, me and DJ, we agree. That is Lore in the drawer. Well, that rhymes. <laughs> lore in the drawer. That is not data. That is not before. Yep. So, Stranger Things. All right, let's do it. So, this is uh, spoiler warning time. No, if you haven't watched it by now and you're a fan, then uh, it's too late. I've already watched I watched it twice, so. I had to uh, race to get to it, the end, so I could be part of this. Well, you started at like episode one, so yeah, there's a reason you had to race. I rewatched the first and second season in anticipation for the third one. I ended up not feeling very good on the fourth when it launched, and the family went to a family barbecue, and so I was home alone, and I just 
sat on the couch watching it. And then after that, I told my family, okay, we're making this a family event. We're going to go ahead and watch the, watch the third season together. And that's what we did. Little did I know, Anthony, the little shit, decided he was going to watch it. It launched at midnight, right? So at midnight 01, he pulled it up on his phone and watched it all night. He didn't go to sleep until like 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, that champion right there. That's a true fan. That's true. I, I, I don't begrudge him for that, other than the fact that, you know, he's my teenage son who's battling depression and needs his sleep, and he decides to stay up well, and show. That's what happens. It's what I would have done if Jade didn't need to be at work the next morning, but she needed to work. And so I was like, all right, fine. I'll wait until you get home and go from there. And then I was only able to watch half of the season because uh, shit, some shit happened. Who I was not happy. Hmm. Okay, just to be clear, I've only seen to the end of three. That's all there. There's only three. All right, just checking. Yeah, three just launched. Okay, I need. We need to discuss the very first first thing that's very important. Okay, what's what's the most important thing? Hopper's mustache. Hopper's mustache was rocking that in season three. Season one and two was a mustache. Season three was Tom Selleck level. I I hated. I, I hate to say it, but I hated him this season. Are you kidding me? Oh, there's another thing you're offending everybody else on this season. Um, <laughs> I'm going to offend a lot of people, on my opinion, for Stranger Things season three. <laughs> yeah, I know. Spoiler, he's already told me that it's probably one of the worst seasons so far, which is ridiculous because season two is. He, he had a character arc through the first and second season, and in this season, it did not match his character arc. So, so the real question is, why, why did they not hook up uh, Joyce and Hop? Well, they were working on it until he got blown away by the little electricity thing. But first, hold, hold on. I'm going to go back to this thing with DJ. His character didn't change. Uh, he grew as a father, you idiot. Uh, yeah, as a father, maybe he grew a little bit, but he w- w- had turned back into like a human trash can, which was his 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 state in season one was as a human trash can that was drunk and disheveled and falling apart. And then season through season two, Disheveled. whatever I say, what I want in season two, he had, like cleaned him. In season two, he'd cleaned himself up and everything was all like, yeah, like he was progressing as a person, like he was cleaning himself up. He was becoming a respectable person again. And then season three opens and now he's back to being an alcoholic with a beer gut. And that's what happens in life. So you end up falling into the doldrums again. First of all, he's always had the beer yet. Second of all, what are you talking about? The drunk? I mean, he was pissed off at Joyce in the first step. You, you have a hard time separating. She stood him up. Of course he's going to drink the whole bottle of wine. It showed how long he waited for her. You're getting wrecked on this, man. <laughs> no, from like episode one, he like they open up showing him like pounding a beer with like three beers in the background already pounded. Like the dude was you. You have a real serious issue with what's an alcoholic versus someone that comes home from a long day at work and drinks some beers to relax. Uh, I'm just saying, man. He wasn't even that slurred from uh, when he was uh, yelling at Mike and. L to leave the door open three inches. No, he wasn't. In fact, he was like really father like. I related to that instantly. I loved it. Oh, you don't have a daughter. You don't even know. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm talking character progression here. He went from being the guy who was always drinking and falling apart to a guy who had cleaned himself up. And then like in season two, you didn't see him drinking it. He had moved past that. He had started. There wasn't a reason to drink anymore. And now he's drinking again. I, again, you're, 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 you're going from drinking for reason X versus drinking to relax. There's a big difference. And again, he's not on the pills anymore. He was, he, he got done with the pills in the first season and hasn't touched him since. Don't, th- don't they bring that up in the third one? Yep. Yeah, with the mayor. Yeah, the mayor bringing it up with a bunch of pills and do do do. You want to play this game, and then he breaks his nose. What you talk? I don't know what you're talking about. I think his character progression was fantastic in this season. I think it was spot on. I enjoyed it. He 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 went on to defend his daughter. That you know, obviously, Elle is not his daughter, but holy shit, did he embrace her as such? To yeah, and I'm, I'm not arguing that part. Like that part of his character was pretty spot on. It's the f- character flaws that I'm talking about. His character flaws regressed instead of progressing. And he had already progressed away from character flaws, and then he comes back into them at the very beginning of the season. And he went from being a semi like stable person in the way that he dealt with Joyce to turning out that he was pretty creepy this season. Like his interactions with Joyce in the first, first season, he was like, whatever this bitch crazy season two though. He had like a very stable relationship with her. And then this season it was like, he's super desperate to get with her and uh, like creepy and kind of like wrong in the way that he's approaching the relationship. Like it was all sorts of his character changed in a lot of ways that I think people are ignoring just because it's like, Oh my God, he's got that awesome Tom Selleck mustache. Well, I feel like he, he had to try pretty hard because she picked another guy instead of him. If he really wanted his chance, he missed it there. And then he got another chance. So I think he's just making sure he doesn't miss out. Uh, no, he wasn't creepy at all. He wasn't stalking her. He was trying to help protect her and be, you know, hey, we closed the portal. You know, there's nothing to worry about here. And yet there obviously was. And so she was going off on her own doing the normal thing that Joyce does. Still loved her. Still wanted to be with her and reconciled that at the end of the season. I, I, I don't I just don't agree with your, your assessment of his character arc on this at all. All right, well, let's continue on to the rest of the show. There's more than just Hopper in this show. All right, continue offending everybody else that loves this show. Go on. What else? Uh, You carry on to your next topic on it, and I'll... I don't have a next topic. I was waiting for you to... to Oh, you were just going to talk about his mustache, and you don't care about the rest of the show? Oh, no, the rest of it, too, but you've intrigued me. You have so many issues with this season. I got to hear it, because I think that it's... It's contending is the best season with season one. I enjoyed the uh, introduction of the character Susie in in episode one, and then nothing about her other than oh yeah, she's totally real. Yeah, yeah, we believe you until the very end when she comes in to save the day. <laughs> oh my god, I love their rend- I love Dustin and Susie's rendition of oh d- that was amazing. What's funny is that today I was driving around with. Uh, with the wife and that song was on and she's like this song has not been played on the radio for years and all of a sudden because of stranger things it's on every station I'm like we're yeah you know but yeah oh so funny yeah it was a good scene i can yeah oh my god 
<laughs> no, for real. That was actually like I really loved that, and I. No, you didn't. Don't don't lie. Well, hold on. Let me finish what I'm saying here, Joe. Oh. So I really love it, but but it really shouldn't have been there. It shows. It shows how close they are. How yeah, yeah. close they got in there. There's in a their... whole lot of reasons why I love it, and there's a whole lot of, I guess, reasons why it should have been there. But at the like looking at it from a technical standpoint, it was like, okay, cool. Like you just f- fucked up all of your momentum and all of your like all of the tension and momentum that you had built up until this point. You just screwed it all up by throwing this uh, element. It's called comedy relief, dumbass. It was a two minute nostalgia trip that screwed up all of their momentum. Because it, of no, comedy relief is like, OK, I'm going to throw in this quick joke that's going to take up maybe maybe 10, 20 seconds of the story this wasn't 10 20 seconds this was like a two minute thing where they were cutting between all of the different characters and i identified with hopper who was like what the fuck is going on oh i did too but i take yeah. it a different way but, but it, it also shows dusty's and like I, I get it it shows it shows the connection between dustin and Stu- Susie, and it was a really awesome scene and it was really cute and all of that. So there are reasons that I legitimately love it, but I look at it and I said, it's something that should have ended up on the cutting room floor or it should have been placed at a different point in the show where they put it was not the place to put it. Like having they were filming the never ever story while the mind flayers chasing down all everybody in the car. Like that's not where it was meant to like, that was the worst possible place to put it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> they were building the whole season up to her not being real. And then it popped out at one of the most important times where he says, I know who knows this answer because I don't. And he gets a hold of, no man, uh, you're hurting. Yeah. And then he gets a hold of her and then then they they have this two minute nostalgia trip. Well, no, it was also building additional tension because she had the information. They needed it. And the only way to get it was to do it. Yeah, and that's and why everyone's like, had any "Oh my gosh!" Say, "Okay, well, I guess, I guess they weren't actually in any danger because they have the time to sit for two minutes and listen to this song." And yeah, that's how I took it. I was like, "Okay, cool. You're this, this feel like this is really cool to watch and all, but it's kind of let's get to it. I want to get back to the action. I don't want this segue into nostalgia trip back to never ending story. It's kind of like the conversation that happened." with the new Coke where it was like, okay, this is like an entertaining little segue, but it's obviously just you guys trying to kill time to meet your time requirements and nostalgia. There was that, that was the main problem with this season is there's a whole lot of nostalgia trips that just didn't need to happen. Well, I appreciated them. I appreciated most of them, but I identified like eh, that really didn't need to happen. And it's wasting time. A lot of stuff that should have ended up on a cutting room floor that didn't. But the main problem with it is that it feels like the middle of a season. It does not feel like there was nothing about it that really felt like it should have been its own full season. The entire season felt like it belonged in the middle of a season. Well, they accomplished the, the overall goal with the Russians and closing the portal again. But see, the real question begs is, how did Hop end up in Russia? That, that's my prediction there. Who said it was Hop? It's probably the scientist from the first season. Well, let, let's, let's evaluate it. Machine blows up, closing the portal. 
hop, quote unquote, dies. There's nobody, no funeral. He's just gone. They have Demogorgons in Russia and an American. Yeah, like I said, science point American could the American could very easily be the scientist from the first season and a Demogorgon that he managed to capture at some point in the first or second season. Uh, he bled from his face and eyes. The guy's dead. They were the body. Two, He's dead. Uh, they in season two, they pretty much said that he was still alive. The, the, yeah, that was eight playing with Eleven's mind. Yeah, that that had nothing to do with him being alive. She was trying to push him or push Eleven into uh, joining being, them. That that had nothing to do with him being alive. That was just a little a little thing of her powers of being be of her being able to make people see what she wanted them to see. Right, right, right. But the dude before that told her he was still alive, and the Duffer brothers have said that he might still be alive. So he might still be out there. They're throwing people up. No, I don't buy it for a second. No, Hopper is the one that's in the cell. I guarantee it. I would put money on it. Money, no, he's he's still alive. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Hopper turns out to be the one in the cell, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to turn out that the American that they're talking about is the scientist, and he's the reason that the Russians know about the Upside Down and the portal and everything that they know. They explained in the third season why they knew about the portal. Did they? Nothing to do with it. They were trying to do it themselves in Russia. Yeah, they were trying to do it themselves because they had found out about a portal in America. No, no, they came to America because... They came to America because it didn't work in Russia, and they found out it had already been done in America, and that's why they had to go to Hawkins, because it had already been done. They needed to be where the weak... weak, uh, The gate was weakened already. Okay, let's move. Let's move to a practical standpoint on this. Um, David Harbor, David, is that his first name? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's not going to give up a sweet gig like that. He is one of the most loved characters on the show. So Netflix isn't going to kick him. They're not Walking Dead. They don't kill off people because they want to. Or Game of Thrones, they kill people off the people love. That's not what they do. Uh, they already killed Billy off. People liked Billy, especially at the end. He he had his, you know, he's a douchebag and whatnot, but he had his moment at the very end where he saved Eleven. Uh, they're not going to kill off another main character that people adore. And I'm sorry, Hopper is one of those people that, that the audience loves because he's, he's rough, he's gruff, he's not perfect, and they certainly, after the whole situation of building up this relationship between him and Joyce, which started in the second season, even with uh, Super Dude around, what's his name? Bob. Bob the Brain. Yes. Um, they are, they, no, they're not going to kill him off, and he's not going to give up something like that. No, I, they have five seasons. They said they have absolutely locked in with Netflix. They're not going to kill him off in the middle of it. Uh, and like was said earlier, lack of body, unlike every other Russian that got hit with it. No, he either found a way to get through the portal and survived, or there was a uh, secret team, you know, like maybe Spetsnaz, that somehow got in there and rushed him to safety, and safe, safety being relative term. Um, 
that pull them out. No, I, I would put money. I would put, if I had it, a million dollars on him not being dead. They're not going to reveal it. They're going to keep it extremely quiet. And they're not going to reveal it until probably this, I'd say third or fourth episode that he's still around. Well, I think him, the American, I still think is more likely to be the scientist. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the scientist. If Hopper survived, maybe he'll be the one in the chamber. I do think that there's a possibility that during the explosion, his body and himself was thrown into the upside down. But if that's the case, I think he's going to still be trapped in the upside down and Elle's going to have to reopen the gate to get him out. Uh, But when it comes to like him giving up the sweet gig, he's scored a sweet gig in the MCU. So that's a bigger deal than Stranger Things. So I could definitely see him saying, hey, I've got this contract with the MCU now. So bye. Are you talking about the bomb of the new Hellboy? Uh, No, I'm talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Isn't Hellboy part of the MCU? No. What's Hellboy part of, first of all? It's part of Hellboy. Where... What what MCU contract do you land? He's in Black Widow, and they're saying that his character might or is going to be a key character in future or to the future of the MCU. Okay, wasn't that um, well? Black Widow wasn't that like a couple of years away? And second of all, you can do multiple contracts. Last I checked, Black Widow's next year. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that soon. Considering it was like number two it's, on the list, it's the last one that they announced, but it's the first one that's going to come out and they waited till the end because they actually have footage from the movie to show. Still, I don't think he's given up a sweet gig like that. And honestly, like I said, what they have uh, five seasons for sure locked down, they probably signed him for probably five seasons after the first, I'm sorry, probably four seasons after the first one, because not knowing how the first one was going to be all taken in. Now I, I, I'm, I, I stand by it. I think he's the one in the cell. I think he's alive. Um, and I would put whatever money I could down on him being alive still. I don't think he's gone. And the main reason is that the specific evidence that I have for that is just the fact that where he was standing, um, if you watch how the Russians die, they end up in a pile with their clothing on the floor. They're a pile of goo. Yet where he was standing, there's no clothes, there's no goo, there's nothing. He's just gone. I think. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. It, he, it's likely he survived, but I'm not pinning that his survival. It, it seems too obvious to me that right after he supposedly died, they have a scene that's like not the American. No, that that's too obvious. Well, it, if he had survived like his, any other way, he would not have let Joyce and the boys leave Hawkins. What what I'm saying is if he survived, either he is the one who was captured or he ended up in the upside down. It's one of the two. Um, I just think it's more likely he ended up in the upside down and that the Americans going to be Honestly, I think it's both. I think he ended up in the upside down and that's where he was captured from. Um, Yeah, so, but... The other reason I don't think he survived and the main reason I don't think he survived is the emotional payoff that they gave right after that with the note with L, all of that stuff, that whole segment that loses all of its power. If in the very next season, he comes back. How did they explain the property damage in three? The property damage for what? The mall, the cars, the dead people. That was all covered at the end, just before the credits, where 
they outed the lawyer or the mayor for uh, allowing Russians to infiltrate the United States, and that yeah, they- it was a news clip. I just I don't feel like it was an, uh, it wasn't quite a big enough explanation for me for the amount of destruction that was caused. <laughs> So with the mall burning down and all of the deaths and everybody who died and all that, they basically said that they were all at the mall. The mall started, there was a fire at the mall and everybody inside burned to death, which they, that's, um, and that same news coverage, they do talk about how the mall, the fire broke out of the mall and they said a number of people who had died, which I'm assuming is the number of mind flayer victims. And then they said among the dead was, uh, Sheriff Hopper, who was who died trying to stop the fire from spreading. So I think that's how they how the government covered up all of the people who died without letting everybody know that a monster was involved. Yeah, and in back then it was really easy to do that because you don't have access to information like we did do now. I mean, the internet was was barely even. Uh, figment of anyone's imagination except the military hate to say it but not a lot has changed has it not really (laughs) and now they wouldn't be able to say the place burned down because there'd be people who have cell phone videos of the mind flare running around chasing after a car while a bunch of kids are singing about the never-ending story all right what else are you gonna offend people on with the uh hating on season three of uh Stranger Things there, DJ. Nothing else. It was just not that great of a season. I'm sure it's setting up for a much greater season four and season five, because that's what it felt like was the first act of a bigger story. And Well, it's one week in the summer, too. Well, the others were like one week in the middle of the year, and they were great because they had a standalone story that actually made sense. This one, this one felt like Age of Ultron, where it was setting up for the next phase of the Avengers. Like they were trying I to make that, to watch that movie. Yeah, they were trying to make like this good movie out of it, but then it was like, okay, well, we've got this cool villain in the background, but we're really just going to focus on our like comedic stuff and building and setting up for what's coming next and not actually focus on the story that needs to be contained in the season. Well, you have your opinion. Your opinion is wrong and that's okay. I mean, you know, whatever. you want to do the age of Ultron comparison. I do agree with you that, that it was definitely a bridge and, uh, but you know, you hating on James Spader. I'm going to have to once again come through this microphone and just. Oh, hey, James Spader was amazing as Ultron. Like, wow. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just tell you guys what, what DJ's opinion actually means on this season because I think he's uh, completely wrong. In fact, I know he is. His opinion is just off. So this is this is a summary of his opinion. <laughs> I think my opinion about this season is going to be like my opinion of most things where at the time people are going to be like, Oh no, you are totally way off. And then like 10 years down the road, they're going to look back on it and be like, God damn it. He was right. Just like people are doing now with my opinion on the dark Knight rises and how much it was a garbage movie. Well, it's DC's movies. So whatever. Yeah. But at the time everybody was like, Oh yeah. Dark Knight rises. is such an amazing movie. And now they're looking back on it and they're like, wow, this really isn't that good. They're going to say the same thing about Endgame in 10 years, guarantee. And Stranger Things season three in 10 years, people are going to look back and be like, yeah, one and two was good. And then three just kind of dipped and it was a little weird. But then four and five came back and they were pretty good. Except that season two was the dip. 
Yeah. I mean, in 10 years, people are going to look back and season two is going to be better than season three. Right now, everybody's like, oh, yeah, season three, it's so amazing. But in 10 years, they're going to be like, yeah, this uh, this never ending story scene is a little bit too long. Like, oh, my God, let's get through this. I like season two better, actually. Uh, um, I feel like you're just missing the mark. Season well, two also like was Voyager, better. So, I mean, no. what are you saying? Um,. You know, I'm not going to get into that right now. So. I will fight you. <laughs> fight, uh, fight, 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 fight. You better bring a code base. So what was the most heartfelt um, confirmed death in season three? Uh, I'm going to break from the crowd and go with Billy. Billy's death was pretty heartfelt. Yeah. And I'm going to go back real quick while we're talking about people who died and go back to our conversation earlier with Jake Busey and how like he was a total dick and he deserved to be turned into one of the flayed, but did it need to happen off scene? Like no. he, he did. De- he deserved better than that. I was so excited to hear when Jake Busey was in it. Yeah. And he ended up with like two scenes where he was just acting like a total dick. And then the next time we see him, he's a zombie that's trying to kill Nancy. Like what? Screw that. Um, most heartfelt confirmed death in season three. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Billy because I didn't really care about any of the other characters that died. I liked the Russian guy, but, you know, he he wasn't established. Yeah, Smirnoff, he was, well, he was established enough, but his death really wasn't that impactful. No, he, he was entertaining. Uh, the way they killed him actually is not, I mean, it was basically... You, you knew he was going to be dead by the time that Murray got back to him. You just knew it. Uh, sucking chest wounds. Um, those don't go over well if they're not treated immediately. So then they got to be treated the right way. Yeah. You can't, you can't do it with a half covered credit card. Yeah. So with the Russian engineer Smirnoff dying, that really wasn't that sad. They established him, but he just had like quirks about him that again, played off in nostalgia. And that's the reason why people became so attached to him. In comparison, Billy, uh, Billy had his like whole, like a backstory of two seasons. So watching him die was a lot more emotionally impactful. Yeah, but he was a douche for all the, what, 30 seconds of that two season backstory. Yeah, but it, it was still an emotionally impactful death. Like he's still a douche and whatever, but. What, what made it so impactful was when Eleven, uh, helped him remember his past. That was what made it impactful. And he realized that he cared about uh, his sister. And yeah, and that was the other thing was in the course of the season, he did show that he cared about Max. Yeah. Not to mention so, his, his dad was a complete Nazi. Oh yeah. He, he was a definitely a, and abusive. So his two seasons of douchiness was, direct reflection of how he was treated by his dad. Exactly. But still, season three did not have any deaths emotionally impactful at the same level as watching Bob Newby die in season two. That's true. I was really sad about that. I don't remember. I think you told me about it, uh, DJ, but I can't remember for sure. But um, he was actually supposed to die long before the last episode, but during screening, he was so popular and people loved him that that's why he ended up dying towards the end of the season instead. Oh yeah. So he was supposed to die when the trap got set. So in that one episode where 
uh, Will is revealed to be an agent of the Mind Flayer, and then he had led everybody into that trap, and they were all dying. But the revelation that Will was an agent of the Mind Flayer was supposed to be Will, like, jacking him in the neck with a pencil. And I think, actually, they said that in one of their early scripts, that scene in the car where he is talking to Will about uh, giving in or whatever... Or facing his fear, like Will was supposed to attack him there, but they decided that they didn't want Will being violent before he actually became possessed. Or, but yeah, definitely that scene where it was like, okay, Will is now going to be revealed as an enemy, and everybody was standing around him. He was supposed to like grab something and like jack Bob in that scene and brutally murder him in front of everybody. But yeah, they changed because people liked him. Yeah, they were like, no, Bob is an amazing character. Well, it's, it's Samwise Gamgee. How can you not like him? And by everybody, they mean all of the producers who are watching the clips as it was being filmed liked the way that he was performing, so they wanted him for a couple more episodes. But he had to die, because if he's alive, then Hopper can't get Joyce. And now Hopper's dead. Next season, Joyce is going to die. I was hoping Jonathan was going to die, but... He didn't. That would have been okay. I, yeah, I, I could have dealt with Jonathan dying. Honestly, he kind of drives me nuts. He didn't do anything this season. And Hey, do you know uh, who did do something this season? Steve. Steve the Hare Harrington. He won a fight. He beat the shit out of a Russian. He beat the shit out of a Russian. He beat the out of him by somebody else. And he also got high as a kite. <laughs> he got so high. So high. And then he got offended that the chick liked that one chick. That w- I loved that scene. All right. So, time to call it. All righty. Why don't you go ahead and take us out of it, DJ? Okay, bye. <laughs> Is there anything anybody wants to add? Final thoughts? Uh, well, let us know if there's anything else you would like us to discuss. This rambling needs to stop. Please give them topics. Yes, please. Please give them topics. (laughs) All right. That's it for our dudes cast. We are available on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. Make sure to follow or subscribe to get our episodes as they come out. Head on over to Facebook and give us a follow at facebook.com slash dudes from Altaria. And let us know your opinions on anything we talked about today. And especially your opinion on who the greatest and bestest sci-fi captain is. Captain Nemo. See you later, dudes. (laughs) See you next time. Or not see you at all. Hear from you. You'll hear from us. Something like that. Bye. Yes. You will hear from us. (laughs) Don't call us. We'll call you. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Terminated.